My daughter won't have any stake in the POC game. She's a quarter Mexican. Yeah, my um, niece is a quarter Korean. No, she's an eighth Korean. So that makes so me qualified no. to write a story it makes you about what it's like to be <laughs> it, it a North you, Korean It makes immigrant. you about as related to Gaga as you were when your cousin Look, was. I have a great like book idea, okay? <laughs> it's a book about yeah. uh, a North Korean, uh-huh. famished, sure. but beautiful okay. male maid. Not a male maid. Yes, there were, because there was homosexuality in the upper echelons of the Pyongyang elite. And I know this. Because you Googled. Well, and my niece is an eighth Korean. (laughs) And so... I think I, I know a thing or two about it. And I'm, gonna, I'm writing this really beautiful story about a, yeah. a defector from North Korea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, a male maid to uh-huh. the elite in Pyongyang. <laughs> and I have, you know, I, I've been really putting a lot of energy into that. And I think it's going to be a great story. I mean, it might be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a push for some people for the publishing community to really like latch on to me. But I'm like, <laughs> it's really a story about the gay experience in North Korea, which I have, you know, like an eighth of a bit of an experience of understanding <laughs> when it's like oppression He's and so all that. stupid. Welcome back to the Gay Power Half Hour, the only gay podcast where the two hosts are not qualified to write novels about anything, no. let alone the POC experience. I am Tony Soto, and this here is... I am author and fangirl Casey Lai. Welcome, Casey Lai. Thank you, Tony Soto, for having me on your show. <laughs> Our show. Our show. I thought that you were going to interview me about my POC experience, so <laughs> ready, set, go, and that's my experience. <laughs> um, um, are, do you are you are you interested in um, are you interested in the novels of the day that you might listen uh, on you know, tape you, you to? You one know, day? I'm an audible girl. I don't like to read because it just makes me sleepy. <laughs> yeah, it does make you. Sleep. I know that is it. That that's fair. It's not the weed. It's the reading. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I smoke sativas. Yeah. But no, like, but like, I I um I <laughs> I, I was reading. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. On uh, someone's grinder. Yeah. And it was like in you were reading on someone's grinder. Yeah. So I like to. I like All to, my I reading, like, I do on grinder. <laughs> I like to spend my time on grinder now, just matching up who I'd want to watch fuck, as opposed <laughs> to who I want to have come fuck me. So that's uh, fun. But um, I was looking through some profiles because I read them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this guy was like, uh, "If there are no books in the, in their house, don't fuck them." And I just responded, uh-huh. "Well, what if you pay for Audible? Because like, I mean, I have books." Wait. So I have a question. You're just responding at people's profiles without even saying hi or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why I am... Uh, uh, you should delete Grindr. <laughs> yeah, you should. I think that's at the point where you're like, I'm not using it to any benefit except to criticize people not. based on well, what they're putting out into the world. It wasn't a criticism. I was just asking. I'm like, okay, well, if you walked into my house, yeah, you wouldn't see a book, but if you turn on my phone, you'd find a couple. Yeah. Also, I dare you, Grinder guy, to come into a house, be really attracted to that person, 
person, but there's not a book in the fucking bookshelf, you know? Yeah, but that's, there's a giant. Suddenly, that's it. Yeah, yeah. There's just like this giant man man mold who you just want to be on top of, and then yeah. you're like, oh, he doesn't read Foucault. Yeah. I gotta get the Foucault out of here. It's like, so what? My 13 inch cock is suddenly just null and void. Yeah, our 13. Our, <laughs> collectively, we have 20. <laughs> 26 inches of cock, and it's null and void so because that's not cool, you need a are. Hemingway book, you need a book, a book of poetry, you need Auden, oh, grow up. What's going on? Why are we talking about books? You know I hate it when we talk about books. I know I hate it when you talk about books, but I mean, you started it kind of in a way where like there was a topic about this book called American Dirt, and um, it's about um, so you a me, migrant experience. Well, you sent me the link to it, and I'm reading it, right? Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm reading, uh, and, and I, as I'm reading, I'm like, Oh, this sounds really great. Oh, this sounds. Oh, Oprah's. Yeah. Oprah's, Oprah's uh, co-signing Oprah's another great on. book. This sounds. Great. And then I like got down to the important part. Right. And the important part. What do we learn in the important part? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, it's the important part of the story is that the woman who wrote it is um, not full on Latina or Latinx, and um, she is a part Puerto Rican. But the story is about a Mexican um, migrant. And um, oh, and as a Mexican, I do know that we don't want a Puerto Rican telling our story. Well, it is because I remember still to this day how mad a lot of my Mexican tias got when Selena was played by J Lo. Oh wow! Is that real? <laughs> yeah. People were upset. Everyone, yeah, until she, until it came out, and then they were like, "Oh, we love her." Well, I mean, she did a great job. I mean, it was she did, t- but she was Puerto iconic. Rican, so like, we were like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Yeah, I mean, I would understand, uh-uh. you know, being upset not if it was only, Scarlett Johansson, you know, in the remake of Selena, Selena, you know. But um, I do think that. Um, you know, at least there is uh, there. Well, well, you know that, that that that's an example um, of. So she's not brown enough to have written this book. Uh, say beca- uh, uh, critics, not, be, be, because, say critics, because she's Puerto Rican and, and it's about Mexican a Mexican migrant story, right? Um, and yeah, I don't think that she should be writing that book either. Then, like, what is what is her firsthand knowledge? Have you done any further investigation? Well, here, like, what does she say about it? Here's the thing: she's saying that she did five years of research and she did what everything she, she said. Could. She knew a Mexican. Well, she said, "Oh, I have I, a Mexican." I have friend. a feeling she knows some Mexican. And here's a couple of things: one, yeah, um, um, uh, Jared Kushner uh, just wrote the uh, Israeli peace plan, and he his experience was that he read 25 books on the years of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict oh, and that's a bigger it? problem did he finish yeah that it just got released you didn't hear i did not <laughs> oh. did it? are you serious yeah it came out yesterday right you know during the impeachment so that's why benjamin we... netanyahu flew here so is he oh the the, the guy who's under in criminal investigation yeah, yeah, we got for the corruption two, the two most powerful leaders in the world who are under criminal who's um, being actively investigated for corruption yeah Oh, I'm. She wrote a so yeah. Benjamin shocked. Netanyahu wrote a book about the Mexican migrant experience. Oh, I'm <laughs> so. Sh- <laughs> well, um, first of all, like, uh, I, I guess we haven't seen a lot of Kushner, so maybe he was doing all those things that Trump made a list of. So, are people no longer on opioids? I will say. Um, are no, you still doing heroin? I'm not doing heroin anymore. Success. I moved on Another just to straight success, on fentanyl. <laughs> Another success. I moved to straight on fentanyl. But I think uh, wait, wait, wait. But so th- that was kind of a little bit of a tangent. But remember that book we read, The Great Believers. Yes. See, this the, is about the, book the out. HIV about story, the HIV in, story Chicago. in Chicago in the '80s, written by a straight cis white woman. Is that? But she, but but she was also. But but wasn't the you story, cried? I did. But 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 wasn't she somehow involved in that? Uh, no, she was just so she was oh. she was you know she had gay friends who died. Um, I haven't done enough research. I haven't read enough. I mean, books. if this woman had a Mexican friend who actually like was on one of the caravans or whatever, then I guess I would. Uh, the, 
The question is, I think the question just becomes to who gets to tell a story in this day and age, especially if it's a story. Well, see, you the know, thing is, it's, it's not. She by no means is she saying this is the experience that I've experienced. It's not a memoir. It's a. It's yeah, a story. There's, there's such thing as as, as fiction. I it's a fiction. I mean, like, listen, the guy it's who fun. heads up Scientology's never been to space, but he wrote a bunch of fucking books about space. He's dead. Like, he's not an alien. Yeah, you know what he I mean. He might be on a planet so he'd now. He's never been there right. either. He's so it's like, planet. so what does he know? Like, yeah. uh, the guy who does Star Trek. I, 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 you know what? Here's the thing. Okay. I don't mind it. If it's a fictional story, uh, you change my mind. I don't, mi- I don't mind it because if it, if it is a fictional story, if, it, if, you don't, if you don't like it, say it's bad. But if it's good, who cares? You're reading. You're learning we're, things. We're, yeah. And, and, I, if it, and if it's true to fact, like the thing is, if it's, if it's well-researched, I mean, wait, is it from a first-person perspective? I haven't read the book yet. Like, like is she uh, Little Rosalita? Because oh. if, if she's Little Rosalita uh, and it's a first-person, maybe I'm a little more distracted by that. I mean, that you'll have to you'll have to buy like, you'll have to buy come up the book and, yourself. Is she going to come up and tell me not to buy any grapes as Little Rosalita? Because I'll have a I problem with I think that it. there are some <laughs> issues taken with some of like the descriptive language because it's a white person talking about brown skin. Do you know that I was and talking the- about my brown skin and talking about the other people's brown skin, you know? And Do you know I that I was in the show uh, Company and I played the Mexican migrant worker who was telling people to not buy grapes? Yeah. That was my job. And see, that <laughs> makes you more qualified to write this book. And I'll tell you, I didn't land the accent. You didn't land the accent. <laughs> I did that's interesting. Can you do a little bit of the accent for us today? I right think now? it was like, oh, oh please, boy, sir, I don't, don't buy any grapes. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was a little, that was a little Italian. There was a little Italian rolled in, in the end there. Because that's what I'm supposed to be. Oh, okay. Got it. I'm, I'm transracial, too, so I'm going to be Italian now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's my people. You can't come for my people, okay? You can't be us. Oh, but you'll have a Corona on Cinco de Mayo, won't you, you fuck? Yeah, but... Because that's the only way listen, to now not why, get coronavirus. It's why people ha- white people have been whitewashing the Latino story forever? Well, here's so why? <laughs> here's a, here's the th- one thing that I do want to say is yeah. um, I think that I get that um, it's uh, one reason it's bullshit is like this is uh, a non um, Mexican person or me- person of uh, Mexican heritage getting. Uh, all of the money that's going to come from being on Oprah's list, you know, and it's not going to someone who did have that experience or is writing from a place of more, much more uh, uh, personal experience. Yeah, but the elves didn't get the money from J.K. Rowling's uh, novels the either. So I don't, I, I, it's fiction. But, but I just don't. But I, just don't I mean, care. I think that's the point where it's like, like the, the point is to get rich, right? Isn't that the point in life and in the United States to get rich? And if you can write a fictional story about something and it's accurate and entertaining, yeah. I don't see what the problem is. And I also think that it like opens up the market like for for books with. Similar themes because, like, once like one book like becomes majorly popular, then like other books uh, are you know like that on that topic like become all the rage for a bit, you know. And but I'm only fifty percent Mexican, so I can't really say much. And I'm and I'm and my niece is and one you're one eighth Korean, one eighth Korean. So I also don't really have anything. To but say. wait for our books in 2022. Yeah, because uh, I'm writing gonna, a book this be, year. They're gonna be dope. I'm writing a fucking book. Yeah, mine's gonna be like uh, the the trials and tribulations of a. Dutch shoemaker. Oh, you would do great in that. Can you show me your Dutch accent? <laughs> oh, would you like to buy the grapes? Oh, would you like to buy the grapes? It's so authentic. He's speaking our language. He's speaking our Dutch language. Um, so, see, you can make fun of white people's languages, which is a good thing. Also, I will say this week, I think I may have saved the life of a transphobic man. <laughs> Abrupt change, 
But I had a really no, crazy wait, hold experience. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just... I have, like, in the middle of inhaling smoke into my lungs, and yeah. you can't just change... That's that's your segue? I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, I'm on now. I'm on it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Well... So let's go. I'm I'll ready tell to you, I was walking down the street, and something very fucking shockingly abrupt happened and changed the way my experience, so I was just giving it to you. Got it. So what happened? I was leaving West Hollywood. Here's First what mistake. I gotta say. First, First mistake. mistake was so going to West Hollywood. Now? Yeah. Like Ah, in 2020, I'm a WeHo Where's queen who's writing books. I, it fell off It fell off in the back room of West Hollywood somewhere. All right, um, what happened? So I was walking down the street, completely crop topless. And <laughs> uh, it's like the end of the night, you know, 145 or whatever. And um, I hear some skirmishing. And I'm like, oh, Not WeHo. Skirmishing. And let me say, I was in WeHo, and I got to WeHo to like, see like, some like friends. Like a kerfuffle? Like, like, there like was kerfuffling. Bronny or like Bronny words? Or uh, loud words. Okay. Um, I didn't really hear any of the words, just the anger. Got it. And um, it's kind of a crowd of people, and they're yelling at this one guy. I didn't really see it. He's clearly a drunk idiot, you know? As um, they are, yeah. Wearing a hat, nothing too crazy. Um, no, like hate signs on his shirt or anything like that. He wasn't. He, uh, um, I think he was a person of color. He was not a. Uh, he was not a white. A white man. So he wasn't some dry, drunk white yelling at people. Got it. Um, uh, not that that makes yelling bad things any worse, <laughs> but it, it. kind of does. Um, and um, so there are two trans women, and then they're friends. And um, at first, I thought one was Pinche Queen. Um, <laughs> Only because they look similar, but then I really want this person was taller. Um, That's so funny. And um, then I could hear them being like, like saying things that were alluding to that this guy said something fucked up to them, like probably something transphobic to them. Right. And they were they were all up in his face, and um, he wasn't like aggressive with them. He just was like kind of standing. I could, you know, I mean that that was like the weird thing. He, the, the, he did. The, did they swing on him first? Y- yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. And so listen, they were like, "We're gonna listen, hit you." Like anything that you say that doesn't like that makes would make maybe our listeners go on towards the transphobe doesn't mean that you're I'm like supporting to, the trans I'm not, guy. I'm not supporting the, the, the transphobe guy. The transphobe I'm not guy. supporting you at all. So so you could so so I'm just relaying what I was witnessing. So the trans girls uh, hit on him like like he initiated by saying something transphobic, <laughs> which and I then yeah, they yeah, were yeah. and then they were like, "Oh fuck no!" and they hit him. He, and they, they didn't hit him, but um, one of their friends did. And it was a clean Wait, so this was three people now? There was a group of people. Okay. And he was by himself. Okay. And there was a clean clock. What an asshole. When you know you're alone, you don't just spout off at your mouth. Who knows what he said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what he said? And I'm sure he said something stupid. I'm sure it wasn't pardon me, ma'am. No, I'm sure it wasn't pardon me, ma'am. Yeah. You know? Um, And he got hit in the face. Okay. And then he like a straight up punch or like a, a straight up. It was one punch. He got hit in the face, and it and it and it landed. And then another punch hit him, clean clock in the face, and he went out like a light. And Tony, he hit the ground with his head with a sound I'll never forget in my entire life. Oh, I I'm cringing. Thought he was dead Ooh. because blood started to pool. And I know you sent me a photo, and I saw. I the didn't pool. want to take a photo, yeah. But once things had calmed down, and I realized he was alive. I snapped you a photo. 
<laughs> I mean, it's 2020 after all. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't it, post a photo no, or say yeah, anything yeah, like absolutely. that. It was for you. Yeah, you were letting me like know what was happening because I mean that that's it that's was a, terrifying. And so and so I so all of a sudden I see that and my instinct is to flee because I was so I thought I was like I just watched I, it was so crazy. Well, once you hear a sound like that, you know it's because it's a human yeah. skull. Yeah, that was wanna, the thing. You don't want to be around. It was the sound of splat. Yeah, it was the sound of splat, and I and it was like holy shit. And so and then I was like fuck I can't leave this person because I need to call 911 or something. There were a couple other people who kind of came around and he was down. He was out cold. And so then and then as I'm like going up to him to try to be like uh to just cuz I was just like I got to see if his fucking person's okay. Um the two women were spitting on him. Uh-huh. And we're about to like stomp him. And I was like you cannot do that. I was like and they're like fuck this motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. And I just was like I, I basically was like, you need to get the fuck out of here because if he's dead, you're fucked. And also, ladies, you can't be the one. You can't be the one who didn't hit him and then go and stomp him. It was crazy. Like, like here's Tony. the thing: if you throw the punch, then I'm okay with following with the stop. If I uh, like, if I encourage violence, yeah. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> like in, in my fictional book about Dutch, uh, 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 whatever the I Dutch, said, uh, yeah, shoe shoemakers, <laughs> shoemakers. Like, it will be a situation. Like, buy my shoes. Like, he'll throw the first punch and yeah. then he'll stomp. But like, if someone else throws a punch on your behalf and then you go up to stomp, that kind of makes you a bitch. I'm just saying. I'm just I saying. mean, he was out cold. Yeah. Why would you? Like, why I, would I you mean, it's like so. Yeah. I can't imagine what he said. I'm sh- it must have been something terrible to encourage this type of anger. Well, jail that's would not I, be good. I was like, girls, you got to flee. Yeah. Because like, this is, doesn't turn out good for any of you. And yeah. if you run now and he's not dead, you're fine. But Because yeah. I'm about to call 911. Yeah. And if you're here, when those sirens are coming, that's trouble. Because yeah. like, no matter what, like no matter what he said, yeah, he didn't. I can attest that he did not throw a punch, and you, you he got, he got cold clocked. Yeah, you know, and and, and, and here's the thing. Here's not that I would again, and it was, that's a, and that was the thing. So I was like, so I'm like, okay, great, I fucking saved this transphobic guy's life, but I also might have kept these other uh, trans women from going to jail. So is well, it a wash? Look, jail is like kind of fucked up. Like Oz does not tell you the truth. I'm telling you, I've been writing a lot of news about jail lately, yeah. and um. Uh, there was this one story where apparently this man was just, he was dead on a cot and he'd been dead for multiple hours. And it was filmed from a cell phone from an inmate um, because they had been calling the guards to be like, this guy is dead. He needs to be removed. He needs to be removed. Um, but, but it took forever for them to actually, and, and I saw this on Twitter and then I was reading the, the comments and yeah. everyone, the... The bullshit with this country is that almost every one of the comments was, how did he get a phone? As opposed to, why are they stuck being in a room with a dead body for multiple hours? Jesus, and yeah. then I just saw something today where this man um, was in jail and he had been calling for the nurse and they had been telling him to shut the fuck up, that nothing was wrong with him. He was like, I can't breathe. My, my legs are turning black. He died of pneumonia and, um, and sepsis. Yikes. And the and and like yeah, and, jail so, sucks. So you don't want to be in jail. Yeah, you don't want to be listen, in jail. They don't. You lose your personhood in jail. Yeah, like you're not. And, and, no, and no one listens to you because they think you're a convict. And although jail is supposed to be for rehabilitation, yeah, it's not. It's not meant to rehabilitate you. And look, it's meant to break you so you keep going back so you become oh. a slave and you can make shoes for fucking like your Dutch design. shoes cobbler. It's gonna be a part of my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, we're doing some good research for your book. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They should have fleed America because of a murder. Yeah. A murder. That's why they ended up in Dutchland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I got it. Now we're now we're cooking with some gas. See, now we're it. cooking with some problematic you get it. gas. Just wait till it's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, wait yeah. till it's like an, on an HBO movie. You're gonna fucking. <laughs> it's gonna be one day. Yeah. You're gonna. Love uh, it. We're gonna make it's gonna be like the Goldfinch. A terrible <laughs> movie. Great book though. 
great book. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I, well, I, a couple of things. I don't want to make this about me, but I'm so impressed with the way I reacted. <laughs> sure, my initial thought was to flee, but then I was like, this is so fucked up. And it was, I, I, I it took me, I, all, the whole next day, I was like I mean, physically either, sick over the way, fucking sound yeah, of, his, you, of his head, his you skull were, hitting the fucking pavement. Okay, we get it. You, you, were, you were humanitarian on both ends, and, and I think that uh, and I think that either side was fine. Um, I hope that that guy didn't fall asleep. I hope that he went to the doctor. Well, he, we, you know, like, and then uh, so, so someone, so as that that was all happening, someone else called nine one one, and then he had been like, he like, he was breathing, and then he eventually like we got him to stand up, but it was like he's like it was it was bad, and then I, and then I was like once he was up and like upright, and I was like okay, I just don't I can't I don't want to fucking be here anymore, yeah. and so and then, and I heard Were the sirens drunk? on the way. I had been drink- I wasn't like shit faced, but yeah. I had been like hanging out. I wanted to like go have fun in WeHo, and instead I had to manage all the drunk people that I know in WeHo, and then like mildly hang out with like some people that I don't particularly enjoy hanging out that much with. Yeah. And so I was just like ready to go home, and then this fucking like you know fucking uh, crazy crime happens in front of me, and I was like, "This is why you don't go to WeHo on a Saturday night." I mean, it's simple. It's you a know, sim- it's a simple solution for me. <laughs> <laughs> you almost came. It was deep WeHo too. I mean, that's My friends were like, "We're going at the Abbey." Yeah, that's the kind of chaos. I, first of all, I don't like straight bars, so I'm not going <laughs> to the Abbey. Um, but it's just like it's it's just chaos of on that magnitude, and it's like so many people, and I just I just can't. I mean, you know, it is. It's it's fun. I guess also if you're in a group with people, you go for a purpose and you want to have fun and do a thing. Yeah. You know? Um, but like, if your group at the end of the night wants to beat the shit out of someone, maybe you also go to WeHo. Yeah, it's true. And honestly, it it is the thing, re- regardless of how uh, it is the gay mecca of L- L.A. or whatever. That is where transphobes and bigots are also flocking to as well for that same fact. Yeah, I mean, growing up, uh, growing up, living in Chicago, so close to Wrigleyville. I mean, there were tons of times right. where straights from that neighborhood would come over just because it was the gay neighborhood, right. just so they could yell fat. So they could the yell drunk. And that and yeah. that, and look, and that's the thing is like that's why it fucking felt so like it just was it felt so terrible at the end um because i was like i mean i don't i i hate that i'm defending this person but i just don't want to see a person get killed well regardless of his views you don't want to see his face get smashed you don't no. want to see someone oh murdered God. in front of you that's for sure like that's it just a, was the other thing when he was thing. drunk and on the ground i was like st- like because like because like a, like a, a lot of a stomp could have taken that's that what to i'm a saying whole i mean that's level. what i'm saying that's what i'm saying with a heel Oh, uh, I just could. I just couldn't. That's. I was just like, stop, please stop. This is why I talk my shit on the internet, so that way I'm <laughs> far away yeah. from any stomp. Yeah, sticks and stones know? can break my bones, but tweets only kill me on the inside. Um, uh, I here anyway. So it was like totally fucking nuts. Um, well, I'm glad you survived. Yeah, I mean, I was not worried about my fucking safety, you know, but I just was worried about someone's well, safety. Well, like, if you would have, you don't know if you would have stomped in, they could have stomped you. Yeah, been and like, everyone's got guns and knives been and like, shit. like, all right, day. you old twink. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? You canceled. Did it. <laughs> you supported this trans person, or this, this transphobe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Throw a punch. You're, you're canceled. Throw you're a Nazi. Punch. Whatever. Uh... <laughs> Um, but then I went home and watched uh, the next day. I watched all six episodes of Cheer, so I feel like an ally. So again. Cheer, um, I, you were texting me about Cheer. We'll watch it. We'll so, talk about it when you watch well, it. Well, I turned on. Uh, I turned. I watched half of the first episode, and yeah. I'll tell you, in 13 minutes, and I cried a little because um, I was shocked to find out that 
when you are a cheerleader, if it is your goals and ambitions to be a cheerleader, you are done after college. There's nothing yes. after college for cheerleaders. Yes. So there are like these little baby kids that are like so excited doing these little cheerleader things. And I'm like, girl, you're going to peak in college. Like you're, uh, and you're saying that's okay. Or you could go on to become. You the could be in gymnastics, n- right? Is it the same thing? Could you do gymnastics? No, you kind of oh. have to peak in gymnastics young too. Well, and you also know? Gym, gymnastics, you jump and do those flips with your own feet. The cheerleaders are thrown in the air. They just throw you the shit up there. Yeah. yeah, they're thrown in the air. You yeah, know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, I think yeah. that, the, you know, it's like the, you know, the people who don't like to. Um, uh, who want all the glory for themselves, you know, like like uh, the the really talented people. They go into the gymnastics, the yeah. Olympics. But if you just want to be manhandled by a bunch Lou of gay Rettens. men, you know? Mary Lou Retton. I had so many Mary boxes of Wheaties with her face on it. Yeah. That's how old I am. Um, I loved that show. I loved what I had the watched so minutes far you've watched, yeah. because uh, – there's just so many gays on it. Can I tell you why I love it? Yeah. For a variety of reasons. One, there are so many gays on it, and they are like gays who have um, a great uh, back story that is oftentimes sad and it's overcoming the adversity to find but that's whoever every character. the fuck that Even they the gals. are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they and I mean you just gotta wait and watch. I mean it just gets like the stories are amazing. But like the gays are very um at a young age uh uh proud of themselves. And they are in this community college in fucking Texas, in South Texas. They're in the junior middle of college, nowhere. Junior yeah. college. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, for some reason, has the number one fucking uh, cheerleading uh, uh, co- um, squad in the country. Yeah, and, they're like and, winners. They're and, winners, baby. And because the coach is so amazing. It's a lot about how amazing this coach is. And so, just real fast forward real quick. Long story short, she's definitely like a Trump-supporting religious person. Okay. And But she defends the fuck out of her gays, her POCs, her cheerleaders, who have come from were, uh, all these crazy places. She has like she's, she doesn't have a lot of tolerance for fucking around, but they all love that discipline. And when they fuck up, they fuck up. They know they fucked up. They're done, but they still like get into work with her with like the high level lives like that. You know, that's what I love. Like when I was in uh, high school theater, um, our theater director was a super hard nosed woman, and but I loved it. Yeah, and I think you need that. I mean, I think th- what you're saying is you need like a stern Trump supporting coach to be. You need a strong be. woman. <laughs> you, you need, need discipline. You, you, you need a strong woman you in your life. You need discipline. You need a strong. See, everyone wants to talk about like, oh, you need a dad. You need a dad. You need a dad. Honestly, like a strong woman is is something that's truly going to get you through anything because they're going to fucking uh, if they can give you the business and like make you like straighten the fuck up and then also give you a hug after you've made them proud. That a dad ain't gonna do that shit. Yeah. Dads have too much toxic masculinity to give you the hug at the yeah, end. Yeah, you makes can't you hug good. anymore. No, you can hug now. I feel like guys are getting better at hugging. Do you think we're getting, getting huggy? Dadders are getting be- Dads are getting better at hugging. I don't know. My Twitter pulls up a lot of things where they like have your uh, Twitter. Met my my uh, my me- like men in like feminine shit, and people will be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, because your and Twitter is aligned to you know. Uh, I follow. Aggravate. I follow a lot of diverse. Uh, thing. So I follow conservative shit as well as right. liberal stuff. So, so you're getting um, all of the worst of both because that's what Twitter gives you. I want to know what's out there. Yeah, for you, I, I want to know what's out know, there too. I want to know what's trying to stop me. But I want to know what um, I'm interested in the connections, you know? It's like, what did the transphobe and the trans women have in common on that street in WeHo? That's what really should have been They both um, should have went downtown. The conversation. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's any better. Yeah. Honestly, it probably would have been less aggressive. But also, it's like on, on Cheer. Should have went to Highland Park, girl. That shit is like low-key. Yeah, I, I'm. I just it was it was nice to watch something for once that like 
that made me feel good and didn't feel manipulated because it was just like the telling of true stories and not like anyone trying to put any sort of agenda on it to it. And it's not like she was like, I'm a Trump supporter. And so like that gave a political agenda. It was that she was like, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a religious person, definitely conservative. And they like just kind of like skirt around a lot of these issues, but instead of like being like, oh, we, rather than focusing on any, any of the differences, which is just like all we fucking do. It was like for the first time in a while, something that really showed me like various people from various, very different uh, uh, paths of lives, all having difficult shit to work through. And in the end, like figuring that out with no, a sense it, it, of purpose. It, it's super, it, it is super interesting because I, well, I don't know. Um, I, I done a little Googling about Watch uh, cheer. They're also cheerleading so after, but there's like some, there's straight guys and shit there too. Sure, right? sure, 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 sure. So I didn't pay attention so to them. <laughs> they weren't TV worthy. Did any straight ones get camera time? They got a little bit of camera time, but there's five, there's five kind of main characters and then six plus the, uh, the coach and then kind of seven, one of the coach's assistant. And then there's a couple of the peripheral. Both assistants are cute. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. I like the super gay one and I like the one in the type, like the blue shirts, the button up just two buttons. His shirts get, it, it, every episode he's like trying, he's, he's clearly getting a little bit more confidence because yeah, the shirt gets louder and louder and louder. I like him. It's he's great. Cute. No, he's, he's very cute. cute. But the cutest is, is James. James Thomas. Follow him on Twitter. He's uh, he's my number one. He's not featured prominently. Does he he's win the, something? Like, he's what do you just mean he's the my most consistently one? good. He's what's the, the tallest and the handsomest. That's why I like him the most. Um, what's the competition? Yeah. You know, twirling. You're like, he's, <laughs> you're like he's, he's winning or he's your number one. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah. They don't compete with each other. They just compete to get on the mat. I see. Because there's like I 40 see. of them. There's only 20 spots on the mat. I see. So anyway, I'm super into cheerleading now, especially the men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a dangerous thing. Like you're, you know, because I'm, you know, Shea Coulee was just in uh, yeah. uh, Los Angeles and we were hanging out, and you know, in her season, uh, they did uh, a really extensive cheer routine. Um, right, I remember. Eureka broke her knee for and sure, shit like that. And uh, and and the word on the street about that is because you know they, they the whole thing is two minutes and fifteen seconds right. or whatever exactly. is what. Right. Um, apparently they, they that was a five minute routine that they made on drag, drag race. Yeah, that's a long ass. And line. Like, the coaches are like, um, "This is extreme. Like we don't even do." Oh shows. wow. And so it's like it's and like Drag Race was like we don't care about their knees, <laughs> 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 and that's the difference between RuPaul and Monica from Cheer. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But 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 like, there's firsthand knowledge of these men in dresses who fucking got put through this shit, who were not qualified to do this shit, and are like that shit is fucking well, hard. Well, the other thing that's I mean, at one point, one of the one of the girls, they've all gotten tons of concussion. I mean, injury is a major part of the show as it goes on. Yeah. Like it's just it's just because it's constantly happening. Yeah. And so I will say. I was reading something about it. it. It does feel like it focuses really hard on that, as it should, well, because good. injuries. But also, we ignored it for football for too long. No, exactly. But like some of the girls are like, "Yeah, I've had like six concussions," and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're gonna fucking Aaron Hernandez." Did you watch that? Like show? all these cheerleaders. Are Netflix just start is like crushing it, by the way. Drive Netflix by. is crushing. Yeah, it. Yeah, Netflix is so Net good. Netflix, Netflix. Sorry, CBS like, or whatever. Like I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with their, uh, their, their uh, rate increase now because uh, they're pulling out some good shit. I like it. Yeah, um, um, I watched that Hernandez thing, and then that thing about the cats. Like, don't fuck with cats. Oh, I can't. You know what? That's the opposite of cheer. It goes uh, against what I'm uh, trying to feel. Yeah, in but my you life. have to know. You have to know what kind of shit is out there. Well, yeah. anyway, you um, have to know what kind of shit is out there. Crushing cats or like really inspiring stories about hardship and overcoming it. You pick your poison. And yeah, the cats didn't show. really have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, because they're fucking cats, man. It was so crushing. I can't. I I I was not right yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the name of the show? Uh, don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. Or something. It's like not that. just souls that get crushed. It, <laughs> Thank you all for tuning into the Gay Power Half Hour. Sorry, someone in the comments wrote, "This is my first time getting high watching the show. Isn't it supposed to be fun?" So I'm sorry about this. What? Well, it's because it would happen during the WeHo story. Were we not fun? Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is, I I can't imagine that is not the right time to get well, high. Well, listen, on the first I'm time. super high right now, and I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. So uh, you know, I love that. I love. I love. I wish that we could monitor our comments that are happening because I like it when people talk to us. It's One fun. day we will. Um, uh, <laughs> Year six. So, uh, <laughs> well, judging by the Tony Soto show, no, it's not looking good for us. Yeah. Uh, what do you have going on? Um, guys, just follow me, KCWLEY on Instagram, KCLEY on, oh wait, KCWLEY on Twitter, uh, KCLEY on Instagram, and uh, KC-LEY on, I like to keep it different, on Venmo. And please share this show, The Gay Power Half Hour, on Instagram, on fucking, on the podcast. Rate it five stars or three stars if you got high for the first time and you told a story about someone almost dying. Um, and just like, you know, have fun with us. Make us like a thing because we're a thing. We've got a green screen now. We're going to do things with that. I mean, and I'm the one who smokes pot, and you, we just had to listen. Imagine to if I smoked pot. So whatever that was, ramble. Like, whatever. This is why we're. My going brain places. works too fast. <laughs> Casey's like, I want to be in charge of getting and this place. It has no stop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, do all the things that he said if you can translate it. Um, uh, if you are into me. Uh, I do the Tony Soto show every week. Check out this week's episode. We have uh, 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 Daniel Rug Webb uh, on the show. Do you really? Yes. I rug love that person. And uh, Shea Coulee, uh stops in and surprises us with a visit. So it's a really good episode. Um, if you're in Los Angeles, February 3rd is the next Learn the Words bitch mm -hmm. at Akbar. And our guest judges are going to be your gay fat friend, Todd Masterson. Oh and once God. again, Daniel Rugg is optional. Webb will be our guest judges that night. That's so a lot of sass. It's going to be a lot of sass. That's a lot, it's gonna of, be a lot fun of fun. Sass. Sign up at 8.30, showtime at 9.30. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to give you some really good, guests, or really good guest judges for the next three months. I'm doing some work for you because I'm battling crippling depression. Uh, we'll be back. Oh, I'm the Tony we'll Soto Show. We'll talk about that next week. I'm the Tony Soto Show on literally everything. That's Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Venmo. Uh, I like to keep it consistent. Until next week. That's the Gay Power Half Hour. Bye.